Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. So we're just moving along on the word empowerment and we're now at the R. And R for me means to realize. And, and what that means is to realize um, your inner truth, to really begin to feel that you're connected to your inner truth and realizing it, accepting it. Um, and realize that you are love and that you are already powerful. And in the realization of that, that means you've got to live it. So realizing empowerment in your life means actualizing it, I guess. Huh. And meanwhile, as you're realizing your life of empowerment, don't forget to hashtag us or write a review for Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell and pass it on. The more we share, the more we grow, and the more empowered we all become together. And here's today's show. So today I have a, a very fun guest we met recently and just kind of like synced up where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to talk to you kind of person. And, and what I'm thrilled most about is that um, this woman knows a lot about technology. And since I have like coined a, a term about myself that I'm, I'm techno deficit, you know, I just, I, I, somebody says technology and I want to run. And here we are now uh, dealing with a lot of technology. So I, I I'm, am excited to hear uh, the conversation today about how to empower women in technology. So I want to welcome Nicole Scheffler. Thanks for joining me. Yes, pleasure to be here and great to continue our conversation. Yeah. So it's interesting, just as part of the, the flushing things out thing, you know, here we are in a time of uh, isolation. Whenever this airs, hopefully all that's done and over with. But, and so now everybody is doing the virtual thing. We're all getting on Zoom or, or, or I don't even know, Skype. I don't even know what else is out there anymore. And what I'm noticing, Nicole, is that the whole internet is buffering now. You know, it's, emails are coming in slower. Texts are going out differently. My phone is like doing some sort of weird typo thing all the time now. Okay. So was technology wasn't ready for all of us to kind of go within and isolate, was it? No, it wasn't ready for it at scale. And in a way, a lot of our souls aren't ready for what's happening yeah. at, at scale. Um, yeah, but yeah, right. absolutely. The, the load of bringing um, school children at home. So if they're not uh, learning, which is what we hope they're doing virtually, then they're probably on YouTube <laughs> or YouTube kids right. doing work. And then you also have corporate users or the parents um, at home working over video. And the uh, way the internet is structured is very much not ready for it. And it's funny because I've been talking to companies about getting remote workers set up and getting a collaboration culture because I actually do that um, and have done that for 15 years at Cisco where we 
we've been on video and we've been using this for, I've been working remote for 15 years, like not totally, but a hybrid of going to customers and doing face-to-face and doing remote meetings. So for me, it's not so much weird to be doing this. It's weird not to be doing the outside connection with people. Right. It's hard for extroverts at this time, as you can imagine, to be um, in the situation. So yeah, it's definitely hard. And it's hard for people that aren't as technology savvy to operate this way, uh, delay in using the tools, uh, knowing mute video. I saw a video of a woman the other day who didn't understand like her video was still on and went to the bathroom. Oh, that <laughs> like you can thing. see her like go by the toilet. Oh, oh no. Like, oh. And everybody's yelling, <laughs> stop. Oh. Yes. Everyone just started kind of laughing. It was oh. really funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a, a, a changing time, but we have to be even more focused and intentional mm-hmm. uh, with technology now. Okay. So what does that look like for somebody who doesn't know anything about being focused in it? Like deciding, okay, now I'm going to get on and play my video game or what? (laughs) Well, I think um, I love Jack Canfield's principle on mastering the technology you need. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that is what do you need? It depends on what you want. So I think it's an opportunity for us to pivot and say, when I come out of this, do I want to be a better person or do I want to be more sad and fearful? (laughs) And I think, If you start with, I want to keep the connection going with people that I work with. I want to continue to be good at my job. I want to use extra time um, that I could be watching at this point useless news uh, to develop myself and be stronger than before. Because then you come out of it almost like a seed of victory that we're planting at the beginning of the journey. So it starts with the goal of what you want to come out of this and what does it look like? What are you going to look like a month later? Um, And that can help in many ways. But when you look at technology, then saying, okay, what technology do I need to meet those goals? So if you've done a great job and you probably are more used to it and doing more video calls, Uh Um, you know, Cisco offers video solutions. So like I said, I'm on it every day. But um, the knowing what you need and targeting down to it has really been more important in this time because we're more vulnerable. There's more bad information coming our way. In fact, hackers are using this opportunity to put up fake sites because so many people want to know COVID data. So what's happening is they're putting up these fake sites. So be very careful of the emails you can scroll over the URL before you click it. And if it looks like alphabet soup, don't click it. And that's true for emails <laughs> and phishing too. If it looks like Comcast or UPS has a package for you, scroll over that or oh look at my that God, you yeah. know, sender email. Yeah. But I think I, it's really that. That's a, that's a really, that's a great little tip you just gave everybody because like people like me, I don't know that. And I see UPS has a, package for me. And, um, but there's, so I look at the whole, it's probably not the right way to do it, but I look at the whole kind of email does it doesn't. And I, and also I'm intuitive. So it's like, I, that doesn't feel right. It sounds weird, but that looking yeah. at an email that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so I won't even open it unless I know the person that sent me something, I won't open it. I may be missing <laughs> out funny on that lot, you mentioned but, that. Why? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, that intuitive power of emails. I think a lot of people would think 
I'm pretty crazy if I said, I just feel that the email <laughs> is wrong. But I did a lot of work in security and I'm like, oh, the juju is bad on this one. <laughs> so there is something to be said about it. Uh, but you can, you can scroll before you click and it will give you a preview at the bottom or top. But even more importantly is looking at, at what you say to yourself um, and what you spend your time on. So the technology you need to be more successful might be like a good example is fitness at home. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, hey, my yoga studio is closed. I love my yoga studio. So they'll broadcast it over a YouTube channel. So those instructors are saying, I need to get my art to these people, especially at this time. And I'm going to do it by way of video and technology. So it's amazing that it can carry us through. And I think people will see how much they can do. There's a woman on a call that said, well, she was, had a great accent, so it was fun also to hear her story. But she was like, you know, I just went today and my boiler was broken. And I looked on a FaceTime and the gentleman fixed it in five minutes over FaceTime. So that makes me think, why do I need a boiler man to come here to fix my boiler? <laughs> I was like, one, super cute. Poor, probably poor reenactment by me. But you are realizing the power of it. So use this opportunity to say, hey, it did work. And I love that people are texting and checking in on each other and following up with people that they haven't in a long time, college friends, buddies. It's like, hey, well, I'm just sitting here. So this pause has made us use technology to maybe FaceTime a friend that you haven't. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have to be very careful on what we put in as well. So again, um, the input of you know, what are you allowing yourself to watch? How are you consuming your news? Pick your favorite news source, check it once a day or once a week, and just know that if you feel like you need to check it, again, the intuitive part can probably tell you that, or people will just tell you that. If something's really wrong, a sister, a mother, a brother, someone will call you anyway. Um, We've been really trying to stay away from it, and having a three-year-old at home, it is... um, It's a challenge. It's so sad because we were drawing in chalk this uh-huh. week and we honestly don't have a lot of news on like at all. We don't have, we're not TV people unless we're watching Peppa Pig or Blippi uh-huh. <laughs> children's programming. Um, but she would drew like these green circles and she goes, yeah, that's coronavirus. And I'm like, my three-year-old just drew coronavirus on the sidewalk next to her rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. And it was just like really hit me like, wow, you know, and, She said, yeah, we have to stay away from that. That's why everyone's cleaning. And it's just so funny because she doesn't really understand why. Right. But it got to her. And it's like, it's, we really have to be careful with what we're watching because our kids are watching it too. That's right. And it, it, I have watched enough to where I have nightmares about things happening and I'm even meditating through them and I'm still having them. So Mm -hmm. you have to be really careful on these vulnerable minds hearing about the death and fear that our media puts in place, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not something to have running 24 hours at all. And my folks mm-hmm. are ensconced in their little uh, assisted living apartment with the news running 24 hours. And then I get a fear call, you know, it's like, are you? And I'm like, I don't even need to hear that. Don't, it, it, you know, it, so this is another form of technology. It's how energy works. It's how we actually get um, our cell phones. Our cell phones, the energy that, the self, that comes through the cell phone that sends a call to you, 
bounces off of a tower, right? Or a satellite or blah, blah. But that is actually non-physical energy, right? And so we're all conduits, human beings and animals and plants and rocks are conduits of energetic technology. And this time, you know, this is a good time. Like you mentioned that you try and meditate through some of your fear. Meditation is a form of technology because it tunes you into an inner uh, broadcasting station, if you want to put it that way, or an inner vibration, right? And, the, and vibrations are what the, uh, the, the microwaves, the waves that happen that, you know, are going through our bodies all the time because of technology. Yeah. That's, so it, the more we take time during this pause time to really um, reset within or get to know yourself within yourself, you become, a, you become more of a technician. You become more aligned with uh, a higher source that has more wisdom and more creativity than any news station or any human, human thing can. So uh, that's just yeah. a sideline, Nicole. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, this is a calling for us. It's a great time to create those um, routines mm -hmm. because we are, it, you're at home, you're, yes, you can go walk outside. Woo, you know, that's, it is great that we can walk outside. I don't miss, you know, I like going out and being with my bare feet on the ground and being rooted. And I mean, I do that. And still, I think finding that routine and then knowing that when we do get out of this or we'll be out of this by the time that people are listening, please take those routines into your daily life. That's yes. self-care. Like maybe this is just um, the earth and the universal way of saying, yes, slow down. <laughs> you know, we only get one life, slow down, give mother nature a break. Yeah. Cause she's enjoying it right now. She's enjoying the reduced carbon emissions. She's, she's, you know, her, uh, you know, the pollution that we have and right. the waste that we make. Right. Well, and um, what you said is but that, also for our souls. So really what this is the opportunity, this is the opportunity to develop self-care in a whole new way. Like you were saying, going, uh, figuring out how, who you want to be and so that you can come out stronger than before. So, but I, I, so I would add that bringing that self-care into the next iteration of whatever happens after this is highly important because I think we were, nobody was doing self-care. That's why there's all sorts of amazing, unique, and different diseases showing up because everybody's not taking care of themselves and their health and their body and their, but more importantly, their mental mind, their mental, yeah. how, they, how they focus. And so the fo if you focus on fear, you're going to get more of that. And if you focus on love, uh, you're going to get more of that. So it's like, to me, it's a no brainer. What do I want to focus on? Well, I'm going to focus on being love and, and, and giving yeah. love and sharing love and serving love and, and really in the times of torment, in the times of fear, I'm really going to try to shift or pivot. You mentioned that earlier as rapidly as I can. So, yeah, one simple way too is instead, and this will work now and forever instead of asking people, how are you doing? 
because you're getting a lot of how are you doing? Are you safe? And, you know, stay safe. And it's like replace that with how are you using this extra time to grow yourself? Oh, I love that. Changing the question. Yeah. Changing the question and checking in with people more often with what you said. It's really important starting with that love, but maybe making that question what that person needs to fill their soul instead of the stay safe. Well, great. Yeah, sure. We all want to stay safe, but you know, what are you doing today for you? Like, cause you're checking in, like if your relatives are checking in often, you know, what are you mm-hmm. doing today for yourself or sending people? Um, there was like the Dalai Lama, I think recommended a meditation for uh, coronavirus actually. So sending people things that are helpful in this time and tools is another great way you can share the positive of this. And I think we have to be that love and light. And it's funny, we're talking about this right now, but I think it really resonates to what I've lived my career on, which is how you can go through um, corporate world and still bring love, light, and positivity to grow your teams, to grow yourself, and to have, um, you know, a lot of your mission, which I reflected on a lot, that freedom, uh, that success. And I think it's a theme we need now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a theme we need forever in order to grow successfully in our careers. So I, I, I love that you just said that because I want to circle back to what you said earlier in our conversation. You brought up creating a collaborative culture, collaboration. And, um, I, and I think for our listeners, uh, it's important to recognize that collaboration is really kind of a, a human characteristic. We, we are tribal beings, you know, we need to be in community. And if you're in community, it's not about competing against each other. It's learning how to collaborate with each other. So can, so, uh, Nicole, can you explain a little bit about how that, how you envision a collaborate, a collaborative culture working as we come out of this whole Michigash? Yes. And it's funny because a lot of what I do, I do a lot of diversity work for women in tech. And a lot of the reason why, ironically, it it matches what you said is because the collaboration bonus, the collaboration potential is raised when you have a diverse set of thoughts and opinions. If you take 10 people in a room Mm -hmm. from the same state, the same graduating class, even that simple, you know, thing, and there are, say, a bunch of 10 women from the same graduating class, same year, same city, you know, their diverse way of solving problems, of being there for each other, of strength, isn't going to vary as much as 10 people from 10 countries with 10 ages. Um, so a lot of what I love to advocate for in the corporate world and in our own lives is the diversity of opinions that you bring in when you collaborate to live your life, solve problems, help your customers or partners. And um, I love collaboration as, as a concept, but I live collaboration because I have to work with, frankly, hundreds of people in my role. And I love finding the best in people because when you create the web, Mm-hmm. You can go to where you need to be on the web because you know the web, you know, all those spiders on the web and you can say, gosh, you know, this is a problem that Josh would really know, or this is something that Anne would really rock at. 
and you can just go straight to that intersection on it. Or you could say, you know what, Josh and Ann would be great to brainstorm and um, unlocking that potential of each individual is how collaboration and um, a concept that I coach on a lot, design thinking, which allows everyone to bring their ideas to the table, mm-hmm. to framework using a lot of sticky notes mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of safety a lot of safe uh, place to speak and different ways of framing questions so that you can bring that out as well. And there's technical tools for doing even design thinking now. So I think it's a mix again of technology and mindset and respect that the diverse teams that you collaborate with do matter uh, because perspective matters um, because you can't see everything. Everyone has their lens that you can't remove because of who you are. And it's a beautiful lens, but if it's the same lens we're looking at, then we're only going to see the same thing on the other side. Which tends to keep uh, people and communities and nations very small when you're only looking through one or two lenses. And that's why diversity is so important. Yes. And and it connects us as humans. Yes. And it's all, and what's also important is, is listening uh, deep listening, like listening to individuals, whether you're out, okay, maybe you're not going to the grocery store right now, but when you do, to listen to the person across the counter from you when you're checking out, really listen to them. They're human beings, you know, and a lot of us uh, tend to just put our little blinders on. We think we, the way we see the world is the way the, way the world is, and it's not. But to listen, like you're talking about in a, in a collaborative um, state of being to other individuals will help you grow individually because it opens up your mind. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, maybe I should look into that. Oh, wow, that was really cool. Don't necessarily agree with them, but that was cool that they were so impassioned or, or whatever it is, right? And video is the way to do it. We're seeing it here on our call. Mm-hmm. And I think... The more people can use video over a simple phone call, you know, 80 or 90% of our body language communicates where we're at. So as a leader, you can also check in on people by knowing and seeing how they're showing up. And you see someone every day, so you start to know, wow, you know, Susan's really struggling today. I need to reach out to her. Like something was off. So I think as, again, being intuitive and using video it allows me to see where I can perhaps reach down or um, help people when they might need a pick me up or a little love in their day. So I think it helps us too in understanding um, because we're less likely, it's almost like leaving a comment on a Facebook page Mm -hmm. when you don't have to see the person, it's a lot easier to tell them. I was just reading some posts and someone said, I wish you were aborted to some stranger. And I'm like, wow, yes, report that. That's an awful comment. But like, would you say that to someone's face? Like, I think we're hiding behind technology and it's bringing out a very ugly side of humanity. And so I think if we can use more video, you're more likely to connect to the fact that you're not just a bot. Like, I think it makes it more human. And that's why I enjoy where I work because we do so much um, over video every day. Uh Every call, actually, I make, uh, there's a screen on my uh, desk, and it all goes, every time I call someone, it just automatically goes to their video, and it goes live video. So, Michelle, I mean, Michelle, Nicole, 
what when we're talking about uh, people just shooting off random rants in comment sections on so what would be an empowering tip for um, for my listeners and how to deal with that because I would imagine there's there's okay so let me so I work with uh, women that are going through divorce right and oftentimes they're only at the point of emails or texting their soon-to-be ex or their ex-husband and those those become very harmful when you, what you just said you don't get to see the person's face you don't get to read the body language or any of that so but how so how could what's your tip for empowering uh, women when they're having to deal with uh, somebody like that maybe it's the mother-in-law rule some some you just need to ignore it <laughs> um, I think there's if it's a relationship like one-on-one um, husband and wife working through a separation or divorce you might want to start with trying to have the highest um, like a video call as a standard and then when they can't talk on a phone and then when they can't text so start as the highest you can and just say, I just think it's better if we can see each other. Um, if that's too hard, then opt out and go to the phone call. But text can be so hard to understand tone, emojis, uh, brash. I mean, I'm constantly trying to go to the highest level and then back down. Like if I can't see the person's face, and they can just simply explain um, using a method that I use all the time, which is the SIPAB method. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I'm no. always happy to share this. Uh, it's S-C-I-P-A-B, and it stands for situation, complication, implication, and then you position action benefit. So I'll put it into play here. You know, the situation, and I won't go call out each one, but you can easily say if, you're, if I'm um, talking to a husband and we're going through that, I could say, you know, I know this is a tough situation going through this and we're going to have to communicate. It's key in order to do this right for the kids and for our own souls. I know it can be hard for us to see each other um, at this time because we're dealing with this and it might evoke emotions. However, by seeing each other, we know each other well enough. This is like the implication that, mm -hmm. that we'll be able to know if things are off or someone's busy or it's just a bad day and we can just move it to a phone call and then you position. What I'd like to do is just try to do things over FaceTime if we can, especially as we're talking through uh, very hot topics so that we can see each other's body language and connect eye to eye out of respect for the marriage that we had and then say, so what I'd like to do is just have that as our plan where we talk over video and this is the action piece. We talk over video. If we can't, I get it. You know, you're driving, we pop on a phone call um, or if we just need to send a quick text, like, did you do a document? Um, but I think if, and then you do the benefit. I think if we can take these very important conversations and put them over video, it would be the best outcome for us to do this so that we don't get anything lost in translation. So you use the SIPAB and you can use this for anything, Susan. I love this model. I use it all the time because you lay out, here's what's up. Here's why it's hard. Here's why it sucks. Here's what I want to do. Here's exactly the action we need to take. And here's why it's good. So I slowed down a little bit in it, but you can really start to use that for anything, even oh my gosh. Uh, the virus. So side oh my all gosh. the way. I wish I had known, I wish I'd known you six years ago because <laughs> we started 
my ex-husband and I, it, it devolved rapidly and then it was only text or emails and, and the energy that was sent through that. And if we had seen each other, if we had done a video first, I, it, that, things may have come out quite differently. Um, you yeah. know, in fact, we might still again, be seeing Because again, you're seeing a person. Yeah. So you can see if they are emotional and you could say, you know what, let's take five minutes and let's just calm down, go get a water. Let's, I'll, I'll call you back in like 30 minutes and we can continue this. But some of those conversations are very passionate yeah. around yeah. money, real estate, children, yeah. um, you know, things that it's a tough time. So although it's hard and I really do get it, it's hard to see that person, but it's better to see them and to pick up on that 90% then how much do you lose in a text? My gosh, you know, people, I can text 100 million words a minute. So what happens is people are like, Nicole, slow down. Like, what are you doing? How are you typing so fast? And I'm like, I just type really fast. <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. So people get overwhelmed by yeah. my text messages. Uh -huh. I'm like, yeah, Susan, great. I'll meet you there. What are you wearing? I'll be at the front. Look for me in the red car. See you later. And you like just opened your text and you're like, oh my God. And I'm on hi <laughs> that's me my assistant um is uh bianca is um in her late 20s and she's rapid 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 so you know i again yeah it's exactly what you just said i'll be responding to the first question and i'll get four more and i'm like wait 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 now you're not going to understand what i'm responding to because you just fired off all these things that now i got to respond to you know yes and it's generational too in a way because yep. We all communicate, but when we're looking at each other face to face, there's those generational nuances, like these young, awesome millennials and these uh, younger, younger ladies and gentlemen, they're so fast. Uh, it does inundate people. And then sometimes, um, like my boss, he just wants to call everybody. He doesn't want to ever really talk about things in writing. He just likes to call people. And it's funny. We just have so many different ways of communicating mm -hmm. too. It's mm -hmm. good when you're working with clients or customers. And I always do this to say, what way do you prefer I contact you? Is it easier for me to just shoot you a text? Mm -hmm. Do you like email? Because I think asking that communication question, especially when you're collaborating with people is important because not everyone wants the same way. I want a text. It will come on my watch. If I'm with my kid, it will, you know, it's just easy for me and it will go to the top of the pile. Like if you really need me or if you sent me an email that's important, just pop me a text and I'll go check it. But some people are like cleaning their emails every day. So as simply asking the question of what their preferred communication is, is another great tip to really level set with someone and be on the same playing field. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And um, there's an assumption right now that everybody responds via email. And a lot of people don't. There's an assumption that everybody's on Instagram and a lot of people aren't, you know, there's an assumption, yeah. there's lots of assumptions floating around. Um, and, and maybe that's part of what gets to um, be looked at while we're in this quarantine state of where, how many times do I make an assumption about myself or someone else that may not be true, you know? And if you're in a, if you're in a way, if you're in a, a connected collaborative state, then all those assumptions can get dispelled or um, articulated, right? Yes. 
Yeah, and I think that's a great example because if you're emailing someone and they're not responding, it's easy to get frustrated. Like I emailed you two times. Well, then maybe try a text. Hey, I sent you a few emails. Did you get them? You know, like don't get frustrated if you try one and then you're not hearing or just be a gentle reminder. Like, hey, by the way, I sent you this. And then they'll see it and go, oh, gosh, you know, I really need to reply to this. Um, yeah. So another good tip. That's hopefully. a very good tip, especially for some, some uh, of my clients that are going through divorce because they don't understand why the ex-husband isn't, you know, is ignoring them when maybe that, that's not the case at all. You know, it could be the case. Yes. It's not. And I usually tell this to young ladies because I speak to a lot of young ladies on technology and social media, but it's a great tip for people that are divorced as well um, or going through that is the plate rule, the broken plate rule. If you take a plate, a glass plate, and throw it on the ground and it breaks in a million pieces, you've broken the plate. When you put things out on social media, you're breaking the plate. You can put it back together, you can delete the post and you can glue it together, but it is a broken plate. So we really have to be very kind and really have our messages sent with love and intention because mm -hmm. that quick text, that quick broken plate, it's a broken plate. So I use that as an example. And sometimes I love like that. Plate. But <laughs> it's really good for people that are angry because it's still broken plate, which is even if you delete it, bad juju, bad. Like let's keep the technology, I believe that if we put more love and good vibrations into it, uh, it will still travel just like it, within us it travels. I hope that positivity can travel. And that's the great thing about social media. You can post things and if you're more positive, it will travel further and you'll get more, um, more of a good feeling, hopefully. Yeah. And I love that. You I love the broken plate. I love the broken plate, Nicole. I, I'm going to use it. <laughs> because it's true in so many ways. Um, so Nicole has her own podcast, everybody, and you might want to listen to it. It's Diva Tech Talk. And you mm -hmm. can contact her if you've got more questions for her at divatechtalk.com. And um, yeah. this has been a delightful flow of conversation, Nicole. I'm so grateful that you were able to join me today. And we, we talked about some really good key components. So I'm just going to reiterate. Okay. So Nicole's social media broken plate rule. Don't break it. Um, use the, how do you say it? SIPAP for yeah, situations. SIPAP yeah. for situations. Ask yourself, instead of saying, Hey, how are you doing? Are you staying safe? Ask, what are you using your time for this now? Are you choosing to grow? How are you growing? Ask new questions, create new questions. Get into a, get into a collaborative culture with friends on, uh, on either Facebook or Messenger, um, that kind of a thing, and collaborate uh, in terms of like brainstorming. Instead of going, oh my God, and we're sharing all the dire information about what's out there and we're all going to die, you know, which is not yeah. true, by the way. Um, share the positivity, like Nicole's saying. Sh collaborate on what is positive and uplifting in your life and share that with friends because that's the focus we need to focus on. In, in, in coming out of this, I personally, and this is how I got through my marriage, I mean my divorce, 
it's, it's part of the book I wrote, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-day journey. I knew I wanted to come out and have a second half of life that where I was happier, where I felt free to be fully me, and where I loved myself more than I ever did before. And that's still my intention. So I invite you all to, to really think, what is it, like Nicole said, what is it you're using this time for? Are you using it for self-learning, um, introspection, growth, transformation? Or are you just binge watching the funniest video that you've found so far? You know, yes. this, is, this is a huge opportunity for individuals and families to grow. And it's a huge opportunity for communities to grow because we are now in the next paradigm and nobody knows what it looks like. So why not be part of the solution by beginning to look within yourself and decide who you want to be when you get to leave your house? That's a, that's, yeah. Yeah. And whether we're dealing with a virus or it's just every day, like nothing certain. So if we have that mindset every day, it benefits us during tough times. Uh, but there's always a rainbow after the rain. So you know, I think we can live like this every day and raise the consciousness of everyone. So I hope that it's something that inspires people now, but is something that I'm trying to do and in inspiring people in technology uh, and women in technology and with technology to be able to inspire others. I love that. And I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to meet you in person and sit next to you yeah. and feel your just amazing, <laughs> gorgeous energy and sense of humor. So Nicole, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you're doing in the world and taking this time to share your um, beautiful tips with us today. Thank you. Well, I love your podcast and your mission. And it's, it's something we all need to do is raise each other up and get out of the crap and look mm -hmm. at the positive. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for what you're doing and thank you for the opportunity. You're Glad to welcome. Connect again. You're welcome. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did go to susanburrell.com, you can see all of the information about my new book, live an empowered life, a 30 day journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.